This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody, quick trigger warning. We're going to be talking about the 27 Club, which includes talk about death, talk about suicide, drugs. So if any of those things are triggers for you, please listen with caution and yep. take care of yourselves. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Jackalope Tales, Urban Legends, and Music, where we uncover, is it real or is it a jackalope tale? I'm your host, Charles Mooney. And I'm Lisa Umbarger. And also with us today are our production crew, Jenny. Hello. Jeannie. Yowza. Natalie. (laughs) Hello. And on the board, he's not just the president, he's a client, Sam. (laughs) I'm everything. I run this shit. He is every woman. Uh, and uh, by the intro, you might be able to recognize the little tagline, but we're going to talk about a club. Mm, and it's club, a, club. it's a club that not everybody loves to be in. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I know. I'd I mean, hate for it to be their goal. Probably the only club I wouldn't like is like a Billy Club. <laughs> but for the most part, I kind of like clubs. To, yeah. Today, we're going to talk about uh, members of the infamous 27 Club. Oh, yeah. And there are a lot of members. A lot of members. Oh, big and, people. Yep. And we're also going to mention some of the people who just barely missed. Oh, I know. They tried. They tried. So hard. But they fucked up either too early or too late. Yep. Not cool enough to be in the club. No, I know. It's a special membership. Yep. But speaking of uh, special clubs... We don't have any anymore. I know. <laughs> up here in North Texas. I wonder if this is going on. Please say something in the comments. We want to know if it's happening around the country, but in Texas and North Texas, all of our clubs are shutting down. Yeah. It's been, what, at least two in the past couple weeks? Right. Up here? Well, three. And then one of our favorite clubs, Lola's, mm-hmm. that's that Lola's. Worth? Is, yeah. Lola's has been around forever. Charles. Our band plays there a lot. I can't even say the name of our band. How about Uh, Soul Shifter? Soul Shifter. We play there a lot. We love it. It's one of our favorite places to play. And it closes its doors. I know. And it's weird because when we've played down in San Antonio, Houston, Austin, there's been good turnouts. Yeah. I don't think they're closing down there, but there's something about up here. Right. It's jacked up. I've heard some of the more established clubs in Dallas are are also struggling a bit, too. So I'm just worried about the music scene. Are we going to have one here in Texas? And is it just Texas or is it everywhere? Well, and the other thing to worry about is it's like the touring groups. Yeah. The touring acts are getting crowds, no problem. But for just the smaller writing your own music, going through the rough of music life there's not going to be any places to play yeah earning your way paying your dues there's a lot of uh clubs that cater to the cover bands Mm -hmm. but for live music that's original stuff it's not happening as much no it's so sad to see so hopefully that won't be going on into 2024 god i hope so so my wish for 2024 (sighs) is that we get more clubs and people go to see bands, live music, go see live music. Yeah, support it. Yep. It's so much cheaper, too. Yeah, it is. And there's a lot of touring bands happening 
that I want to go see this year, this coming year. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. I know. The list is growing. Yep. So let's get into it. Let's get into the 27 Club. Yeah. So, you know, if you mention the 27 Club, most people know what it is. But in case you don't, it's an informal club or a list of famous musicians that died when they were the age of 27. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why this holds so much weight is there's a lot of big names that have died when they were 27. Yeah. When we talked about doing this show, (laughs) I just started looking around on the internet and shit, there was like three pages of people that have died within the age of 27. Yeah, it's weird. And I didn't really hear about this club until Kurt Cobain died. Do you remember hearing about it before Kurt died? (sighs) Yeah, I think I did. Just because primarily, as you'll be getting into it in the 60s, there were so many prominent musicians that died during that era that happened to be 27. So I think I'd heard of it, but it it showed the curse had not gone away when Kurt Cobain died. When I heard it, I felt like it was mostly music journalists trying to get Kurt Cobain's antisocial ass into a club somehow. Yeah. Because they were just like, let's talk about this. This is good. And we don't want to just talk about him dying. Let's talk about this club. I'm starting my own club. I think I'm going to call it the 89 Club. (laughs) So that's what I'm going for. (laughs) What about 69? Is that a club? Oh, there's got to be a club. It's got to be a club. Don't Google it, though. Hopefully, they're not 69 when they join the 69 Club. Uh, That is Club 89. So it's pretty uncanny how many musicians have passed in their 27th year. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's pretty incredible when you look at who's in it. Uh, the members of this club are iconic, and they were arguably at the top of their games when they passed. Right. Um, it's just amazing. So who started this club? Yeah, who did? Yeah. Who started all this shit off? Most people believe that it's Robert Johnson. He was the first. Oh, I um, love Robert Johnson. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there could have been a virtuoso hurdy-gurdy player in medieval times or a super killer <laughs> harpsichordist in Renaissance that met their fate at 27. Yeah. But nobody gives no a shit about them. No one keeps a them. record of that. Yeah, no yeah. one cares about them. So we're going to start with Robert Johnson. And Robert Johnson started the club in 1937. Oh. That's when he passed at yeah. the age of 27. Uh-huh. So to make this even weirder, there's no cause of death on his birth certificate. Or on death certificate? Yeah, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> that would have been even weirder. That would have been fucked up. I think we know the cause of birth, or right. at least most of us do. Well, that's Predetermined true. death. And it wasn't the 69 Club that started the cause of death. Oh, yeah. Uh, birth. Anyway, so on his death certificate, yeah. it's blank. What? So it's led to a lot of speculation, Ooh. and people have discussed that he... A lot of people said that he died of syphilis, he died of pneumonia. Yeah. And then there's murder. He so, sold his soul at the crossroads. Well, he did. Yeah. He did, because that's what I think he died of. Uh-huh. I think that he died of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Is that- A I heavy mean, dose of Satan. Right. I mean, can yeah. you put that on a death certificate? <laughs> Just I Satan? Mean, yeah. I, think I guess you, you could. You probably could. Yeah. <laughs> I, if not, I'm going to say we should. I just believe that <laughs> Satan did this and he was paving the way for other musicians to follow in his footsteps. Yeah. To the way of the Dark Lord. That's right. Because that's what rock and roll's about. Charles and I signed our deal with Satan in the 90s. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but I think it was a pretty good deal because I really don't have a soul. It's a bargain for me. <laughs> what did me. you have to worry about? Yeah, I was like, fuck it. Well, damn, you fucked me over. I think I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who else belongs to this club? Oh. Let's go over it briefly. Now, there's yeah. a lot of people on this list, so we're not going to go over everybody and spend a lot of time. Yeah. But look, when you look at the magnitude of these people and how much influence they had mm-hmm. in music, yeah. it's insane. We're going to start with the big six. They call Ooh. it the big six, which is weird. Okay. Brian Jones. Ah, yes. And his, his <laughs> death, when you look it up, is death by misadventure. What? Wasn't it a drowning? Death by Misadventure (laughs) is British for drowning while drunk. (laughs) Because you know how British are all polite. They're like, oh, it's a misadventure. They make it sound so eloquent. I know, right? If I'm going to die, I think Death by Misadventure would be a pretty kick-ass thing. I'd love that. But I don't want to drown while I'm drunk either, though. So there has to be some (laughs) other kind of misadventure, like (laughs) some Shriners ran over me in their little cars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or something like that. That would be super ah, awesome. God, yes. Then there's Jim Morrison. Oh, yes. Heart failure. Oh, wow. I always thought it was drugs for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it was but because maybe it was the drugs. heart got fucked from the drugs. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Janis Joplin. Uh-huh. Heroin overdose. Oh, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, sleeping pills. Oh. Amy Winehouse, alcohol. Yeah. And then there's Kurt Cobain, who died by Courtney Love, allegedly. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, did you watch the documentary? No. Courtney Love did it. Oh, is that the way allegedly. it approaches it? Yes. Really? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like pulled the trigger? Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that she... Yeah, because it was... Okay, the documentary says... <laughs> We're going down this route. And I can't even remember what the documentary was called because there's several that go into this whole scenario where it's a very long rifle. There was no way that he could have pulled the trigger. Oh, that makes sense. Like you'd have to take off a shoe and like pull it with your big toe or <laughs> big something. Big toe, yeah. And he had his shoes on. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Yep. So those are the big six, and when you look back on those names, that's huge. Oh, that so many prominent and influential musicians there. Right. If you just take one of those people, it's like, wow, and then put all of them into one club. It's a pretty big club. Yeah. So there are more. I thought it was a bigger club, actually, of like bigger names. There's a bunch of more secondary names, like the singer Peter Ham from Badfinger and... A bunch of people like that, but there's people that I know and love. D. Boone of the Minutemen. Oh God, yes. Car accident. Car accident, which is ugh. Oh God, yeah. Um, Mia Zapata of the mm-hmm. Gits. Yeah, uh, was murdered. Do you remember that? There was a the big thing in the '90s where everyone was raising money. Oh yeah, including Kurt Cobain or her family and trying to find who killed her. Yes. And she wasn't That's really right. huge. Um, her band was acclaimed in Seattle. That's where most of the, many of the big names yeah, were Yeah, that's from. where everyone so was coming like, out. Yeah. yeah. And they were saying that they were just right on the edge of making it. Uh, the gets were going to be big. Yeah. So there's more, but I think it's just our morbid need to picture artists together in a rock and roll heaven or uh, maybe an inability to handle the loss 
that someone that we love that we don't eat that we've never even met we don't know how to process the death of these people we've had this intimate relationship with them through their music and it feels more comforting to put them in this club with everybody else and we don't know how to process this grief and it's like when the artist goes out because so many of those were at the height of their popularity that when they die it's like that puts them on a pedestal that makes them like an icon just like a god almost right and they had you feel like they had so much more left on the table oh yeah right because would kurt cobain have sucked when he's uh turned 55 and he was still trying to do smells like teen spirit right that's almost like the way to go to be big and we see it nowadays too like any age anyone dies then the numbers on streaming shoot up. Yeah. Hey, well, good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, now, you've been talking about the ones that died at 27. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the ones that died maybe a little bit before 27 or right after Near misses. turning 28. Yep. Yes, and there are quite a few. So you could even make the list more extensive. You could have a range of uh, people that died from 26 to 30, and it'd be forever. All the musicians. Right. Except (laughs) for me and you. No, I know. We've made it so far. Knock on wood. What we've got here is just to bring up, like you did some of them, we've got Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon. You know, I got a Shannon Hoon story about that because we played... The Howling Wolf, right after, I think it was two days after Shannon Hoon passed, mm-hmm. and he was in the tour bus in front of the Howling Wolf. Yeah. And when we got there two days later to play the show, it was like a, it was like someone died. Wow. Everyone was sad, and this horrible thing happened. It was really hard on all the people that worked at the Howling Wolf. Dang. So You could weird. really tell something had happened yeah and we had heard about it because we were on the road it was before internet but we had heard the story and they filled us in on on what all went down and wow they were just yeah it was and he was just 27 days after turning 28 so it was that close that's crazy it is nice he missed the big club by a month i know it's like a wah 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 and then you've got uh, Steve Gaines, who was the guitarist for Leonard Skinner. He had just joined the band. Yes. And he was a part of the air crash that happened in the, the swamps of the Mississippi. And he was 37 days past being 28 years old. Wow. I know. And what's funny about that one is they were touring for their album Street Survivors. Yeah. And when originally that album came out before the accident, there was fire on the cover and Steve Gaines was one of the people on fire in the picture. And so immediately after the crash, they pulled all of the covers 
put it back out with just a black background. But now it's starting to resurface. People are reissuing the record with the original cover. I wonder if the cover caused the plane crash. So (laughs) now on all the covers... Of my albums, I'm going to be sitting in a nice fluffy (laughs) armchair. (laughs) With a cup of tea (laughs) and just uh, an afghan. Right, a dog on my lap. (laughs) That'll sell your album real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want the fire. Yeah, see? And then uh, you've got Graham Parsons. He died 47 days before his 27th birthday. Wow. Now, he was this highly influential country rock pioneer who died of a morphine and alcohol overdose. The funny story on him is his road manager, Phil Kaufman, had made a pact with Graham that if Graham were to die, his ashes were to be scattered over Joshua Tree National Park, you know, Mm -hmm. just back with nature. But upon Graham's death, Phil Kaufman stole his corpse from the Los Angeles International Airport. Stole it from the International Airport and drove to the Caprock section of the park where he doused the casket with gasoline and burned up his friend. Okay, so there's some logistic (laughs) things that are weird about this, too. Could he handle a whole coffin? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm imagining did... Weekend at Bernie's where he just grabs Graham and just like, puts some sunglasses puts, on him. <laughs> and buckles him up in the passenger seat and just <laughs> takes off. And they party hop oh, on yeah. the coast until they get there. And everywhere he stops, he's like, no, I got to go. My friend Graham in the car. He's... But you said that <laughs> he lit the coffin and everything. He did. He had the coffin. I so don't know. How did he care? I think someone's got to help him. This happened back in. I know you would. You think it's not like you just put it on your shoulder and walk off because that's heavy. So duty. how would you recruit those people? Just think about it. You go, you know, I made a pact with my friend. And uh, I'm going to need you to hold the other side of this coffin as we stick it in the back of my RV. I guess RVs weren't a thing. So my my VW bus. Yeah. And then hopefully the car is big enough. Otherwise, it's having you're having to roll down both windows and have it sticking out. Or out the sunroof. Like a coffin sunroof of your Camaro. And then you got to put a flag on it so people know that it's sticking out the back too far. So the stoplight, they don't bump it. Anyway, that happened in 1973. He wasn't even found guilty of anything. He was just charged a $750 fine for the cost of the charred coffin. Uh, Are the laws the same? Because that sounds like a cheap burial. Maybe that's how he could carry the coffin. It was only a $750 coffin. It was like a cheap balsa wood. Yeah. He put the little <laughs> propeller on the front with a rubber band, flew <laughs> it beside the car. Oh, I can imagine that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let's see. You've got Bradley Noel, lead singer of Sublime. Yep. He died 94 days after turning 28. You've got artist Tim Buckley, yeah. who died uh, 136 days before turning 27. And he died of a heroin, morphine, alcohol overdose. And then the funny thing is his son, Jeff Buckley. Yeah, that one's sad. That one got me. Yeah, he drowned. And I think he drowned in the Mississippi. He did. Yeah, at 30 years old. So he is another one close to the 27 Man, Club. Man, that first album of his was yeah. 
one of my favorite records. God. Grace. Now, is he one of those artists? It was one and done, one album. And they released some of his stuff because he was recording his next record and they released some of his demos, which the demos are beautiful. Are they really? The yeah. Some demos really... you're like, oh, they should have remained demos. <clears throat> no, some of the demos they released, the f- I think it's a two CD release. And the first CD, there's three songs on it. There's uh, some of my favorite work of his. Oh, wow. They're really, really good. Then. Yeah, it's beautiful and just eerie and just he wow. just had this beautiful haunting way of delivering a song that was just oh. no one else can do that got to appreciate that and then you've got Otis Redding he died two, 274 days before his 27th birthday did he die on the dock of the bay <laughs> it was a plane crash oh. but since you mentioned that song he died in the plane crash Three days after recording that song. Man. So it was that close to never being done. That's freaking sad. Isn't it? His biggest hit, and he's not even around to see it come out. Right. And then the other one I have is Hillel Slovak of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. Who's really uh, given credit for teaching Flea how to play bass because they didn't have a good bass player then. Right. And being an influence on John Frusciante, right. who then took over in his place. So we can blame him for the fucking dumpster fire that is the Chili Peppers. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, did I say that? No, oh, I heard it. I'm not no. a Chili Peppers fan. No. I really am not. I tried so hard. I don't like them. I know. I didn't even get into them in their young days either, when Same. they were more punky. Right. But no. I went to go see them several times because there's some bands you listen to their Well, didn't their you even tour with them a little bit? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we yep. toured with them. I tried so hard. I tried. And um, there are some songs that I like. Yeah. But as an overall band. Is it just, Anthony Kiedis? Oh. Yes. yes. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it, I'm God, sure. He's such a douche. I'm telling you. He is not a good person. Talk about selling souls to the devil. He needs to. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I got a lot of Anthony stories that I just can't tell. I don't like the dude. Mm-hmm. I love Slee. I think he's a lovely person. Yeah. But when your front man is a dick. Yeah. I love Chad. Played some basketball and stuff. But Yeah. What about John Frusciante? I never did meet him because Dave Navarro was the guitar ah. player. And he was my boyfriend on tour. Oh. Not really, but I love him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're the one that just kind of stands behind him all the time. Right. That's now, I would kinda... stand on his side of the stage and watch him play. Oh. He was fun. Cool as hell, dude. Love yeah. the toadies, too. Yep. Love Jane's addiction. Love Dave. He's just a lovely human. Woohoo! Bamo. Everyone sing along, hum along. <sighs> We're at the awesome part of the show. It's the Lone Star salute. Lone Star, one star. They hate whatever they're talking about. We pay tribute to things that suck. Yep. Music, clubs, records. Albums. Yeah, anything. Documentaries. Oh, documentaries. That's a good one. Because I'm going to do a documentary Ooh, today. Nice. Okay. And mine is. A review of the 27 Club documentary on Netflix oh. by Jay Wells. Oh, okay. And Jay says, 
I was hoping for some insight into the reasons for the untimely death of some of my favorite artists, which how about heroin? Oh, my. Sorry, foreshadowing. But all you get (laughs) is a cheesy background music and some random people saying heroin lots of times. (laughs) and that they had a difficult upbringing. The fact is the 27 Club is nonsense, which is true. All the genuine, talented musicians resorted to drinking excessively and using hard drugs for many different reasons, and they tried to badge this as a club, and it's pointless and disrespectful. Total waste of time. Go and search out the real stories of each of these special talents for yourself. Read, listen, and YouTube. There you go. Do your research, kids. Yeah, exactly. Find out more. What do you have? Uh, Let's see. One of the people that I touched on during my 27 Club moment was Tim Buckley. And this is a one-star review by Mr. M.C. Murphy. He sounds important. Oh, I know. (laughs) He's got an opinion on this one. He says that uh, he's one of those artists you're told you need to check out. Those musicians where you're like, yeah, I've heard so much about him. I may as well check into him. They're influential. Let's look him up. Yeah. Frankly, I found his music to be self-indulgent, navel-staring tripe of the first order. Drug-addled poop and (laughs) elementary school songwriting that has all the touch of an elephant with concrete slippers on smoking, a crack pipe bent on indulging his every whim with all the self-editing of someone with Tourette syndrome. Whoa. That's a long sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have commented some of that. But <laughs> uh, I listened to all of the LPs in quick succession, found not one song of worth, and immediately gave the entire collection to someone, someone I meant to care about. Not sure why I did that, but she said she wanted it. Okay. <laughs> so. Do you like Tim Buckley? I I did listen to some of his stuff, and it didn't grab me too much. What I'm do you a, think? I'm not a huge fan, but I totally appreciate his songwriting. I think his songwriting is, yeah, is good. There can be instances but, like that. I mean, you can definitely see the... the um, Artificial influence oh, okay. uh, in his lyrics, definitely, oh, really? and, and why he died an untimely death. Oh, so uh. it's sad. It's a really sad story. Oh, but, um, it's yeah. just like uh, his life experience is just kind of dark. Yeah, not a album where he's sitting on a porch with an Afghan and a puppy and drinking right. tea okay. at all. That's going to be your album. Yep. <laughs> Non-fire. <laughs> I feel like I'm taunting the devil now. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> yeah. We're at 20, the happy ending. 27 Club. 27 Club. Yeah. Where it all ends. Speaking of the end. Speaking of happy ending. (laughs) Those are some great stories we listened to today. Yeah. And I know so much more about the death of my idols. Yeah. But remember, kids, the internet is full of dark stuff. That's where Um, we do a lot of research. Yep. Some's true. Some's more jackalope than not. Yeah. So be sure and use your good judgment and be nice to each other and be nice to yourselves. Yeah. Enjoy what we have to say. And and do your research. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what's true and what's not true. Yeah. But it's fun talking about it. 
It is. It's fun. Um, So thank you for listening. And follow the links on our show notes to find us on the socials. Yes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And remember to sign our petition to make Willie Nelson's birthday a state holiday. Willie, Willie, Willie. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we have links to those on all of our socials. And join us next time as we question, is it real or is it a jackalope tale?